0: Fund the police, defund the police. When it comes to liberty activists, which way are they supposed to go? Yeah, let's talk about that. Instead of focusing on winning arguments, we're teaching the basic fundamentals of sales and marketing and how we can use them to win in the world of politics, teaching you how to meet people where they're at on the issues they care about. Welcome to The Brian Nichols Show. Well, hey there, folks. Brian Nichols here on The Brian Nichols Show. Thank you for joining us on, of course, another fun-filled episode. I am, as always, your humble host, joining you live from our Cardio Miracle studios here in lovely eastern Indiana. Yes, the Brian Nichols Show, powered by Amp America. Really excited to be uh, part of the Amp America team. And the Brian Nichols Show, yours truly, powered by Cardio Miracle. And guys, I gotta tell you, the Cardio Miracle difference is 1,000% real. I say that as someone who I've been using Cardio Miracle now for about six plus months, and I'm seeing the impacts for myself firsthand. A family history of lower blood pressure. Uh, I was like, oh, I guess this is my life. Uh, but no, Cardio Miracle actually was uh, quite a, a surprising, awesome, uh, uh, Tool that I actually can now implement into my uh, supplements as I go through every single day, morning and night. I'll take some Cardio Miracle. I gotta tell you that the pump at the gym, better sleeps at night, all that and more. The secret ingredient, nitric oxide, it goes and it helps improve your heart health. And if you wanna join, quite literally, the tens of thousands of other folks like yours truly who are experiencing the heart difference for themselves, we'll head to the show notes. Link will bring you to Cardio Miracle where you can get your order, uh, order of Cardio Miracle plus, say, 15% off your order using code TBNS at checkout, and by the way, folks, there's a 100% money-back guarantee, so you quite literally have nothing to lose, so one more time, head to Show.com forward slash heart, or again, if you're joining us here in the video version of the show, link in the show notes, Cardio Miracle, the best heart health supplement in the world, and again, one quick little aside, yes, we are here at the Brian Nichols Show, proudly sponsored and promoted by Amp America, go ahead and check out all the amazing stuff taking place over at AmpAmerica.com, link in the show notes as well. For today's episode, we are digging into a, a point of contention, I think, when it comes to uh, a lot of folks in the Liberty world. How do we approach Liberty? looking at the police we saw this during the 2020 summer of love riots right defund the police fund the police this battle has been brewing not just on the political right in the liberty world but really took a national stage so what's the answer from a liberty perspective to discuss that and more today joining us on the Brian Eagle show byron davis welcome to the Brian Eagle show how you doing
1: I am doing well. I appreciate you having
0: me. Great to have you on the show, Byron. I'm looking forward to digging into all things law enforcement, defund the police, uh, all from a former Leo's perspective. But before we get there, uh, Byron, do us a favor, introduce yourself here to the Brian Nichols Show audience. And also, why is this a topic that you're so focused on and passionate about?
1: Uh, So my name is Byron Davis. Uh, I'm a U.S. Marine veteran, served 2008-2012. And uh, after that, i Started my law enforcement career, uh, 2013, up until 2023, July of last year. Um, And primarily one of the reasons why I left is uh, essentially, I mean, just just, it was corruption in in the law enforcement uh, realm. And, uh, you know, I I left to combat that to help kind of fix the system a little bit. I did graduate with my doctoral degree, and uh, I was exploring various various things that I could kind of – you know which direction I wanted to go with that in terms of research, and it, it started out as PTSD, and here we are now. As far as with uh, with corruption, so uh, <laughs> so yeah, that's that's where we're at now. You know, it kind of kind of took a turn from from you know a different kind of opposite ends of the spectrum, but uh, nonetheless, um, yeah, I, I loved it as a law enforcement officer, but at the same time, we have some problems, and we need to fix them.
0: Let's talk about that, Byron. That's why you're on the show today, right? So you talk about corruption. uh, Libertarians who are in the audience, both big L and small L, hear corruption in law enforcement. And they say, yeah, no, no duh. We've been saying that for 40, 50 years. Uh, More recently, a lot of folks on the political right, more conservatives looking at the FBI, CIA, NSA, raising an eyebrow. Yeah, they're like, um... What are you doing with all those uh, powers to spy on your average American citizen over there? Right. And they're like nothing unless you yeah, got something to hide. Just, just, yeah. Yeah, it gets a little a uh, little weird there, Byron. So, I think at the very least, now we have some folks who now I'm not going to point fingers, but if we go back to the Patriot Act, a lot of this stuff was ushered in under a lot of these Republican, uh, you know, do good policies. I'm using the word mm-hmm. do good very loosely here, but now mm-hmm. we're seeing those policies actually being turned against the very folks who brought them to the table. So Byron, to those folks, they're hearing, uh, they're hearing the message. They're starting to open their ears. Let's walk through this. How did we get to a point where we're seeing such a weaponized police state, specifically as you're articulating when it comes to really bu- bureaucratic, institutionalized corruption it it just seems like we're in this this big mess this big web and how do we get ourselves out of it but I think first we got to understand how we got here Byron what say you
1: so uh there is a systemic issue in terms of accountability which is what I think is the primary aspect of how we've gotten to where we're at you know you have individuals in government both elected and appointed Um, who know that they're untouchable and that's what we have found uh, one of the primary reasons why um, I left law enforcement of course was to combat corruption and the reason why is because as a law enforcement officer I discovered a lot of criminal activity among uh, judicial magistrates judges uh, appointed officials uh, lawyers and and, you know whenever you bring this stuff forward uh, you know as a law enforcement officer with a with a, I made a lot of arrests, a lot of arrests. I was, uh, I, I was in the realm of criminal interdiction. I worked the interstates, interstate 24, interstate 65, and, uh, focused on behavior a lot. Utilized my, uh, my, you know, psychology degree to, you know, uh, put a lot of criminals in prison essentially. Uh, so, uh, whenever I was a law enforcement officer doing that, my investigations and my, uh, my conviction rate was awesome. But as, as soon as you start digging into judges and magistrates and other law enforcement officers, at that point, you become a nutcase in, in their eyes. They're like, well, this dude's crazy. He's just a conspiracy theorist. No, I'm not a conspiracy theorist at all. Uh, my investigation skills are exactly the same. Uh, the fact of the matter is, is it's people who don't want to be investigated uh, are the ones who start trying to turn things around on you. And, and, and essentially, it's accountability. You have individuals um, on both left and right uh, you know, and that, that they, they tend to, to skirt accountability as a result of that. Um, so I think that's one thing that we need to focus on. I'm really big on term limits, and Tennessee tends to struggle with this. Uh, you know where I'm at, um, and and there's a lot of states out there who who do have term limits, uh, but you need term limits on both on both uh, elected and appointed positions because otherwise, if you just put it on elected positions, all they're going to do is is they're going to you know go around the system, find a loophole, and appoint whoever they want in office. Um, or they're going to change the laws from an elected position to an appointed position, and then they're going to put their appointed positions or whoever they want their cronies in there to fill those positions.
0: So we, we um, see... So, oh, go ahead. No, no, go ahead. I'm sorry. Oh, I was just going to say, good we, good. See how, we see how we, we got here, right? We're getting there. But do yeah. do you think that this is more or less a result of the way the system has been built? Or do you see this as, as more nefarious actors who have been coming in in more recent years to really... Manipulate the system, or is it something completely out uh, that's different that maybe I'm not seeing and the audience isn't seeing? When my friends over at Blood of Tyrants said, hey, Brian, we know you don't drink alcohol, but we have a great product built for you, I knew something must be up. And that's when I found out about Liquid Freedom. Crafted with natural ingredients and the power of yerba mate, this revolutionary energy tea is 100% sugar-free and crash-free. So you can go ahead and use code TBNS at checkout for 10% off your orders, and you can sip with a purpose while also embracing the Freedom Revolution, minus the alcohol. One more time, get your liquid freedom tea by heading to brian Nichols show.com forward slash tea and now back to the show I, I think
1: it i think it is a um i think it's basically what it is it, it's that we this system was hijacked over the course of time um in my personal opinion you have a lot of people out there we we deal with people on the streets that uh, as law enforcement officers we call them sovereign citizens and uh, they tend to believe that they don't recognize law enforcement as, as an authority over them. They don't recognize the government as authority over them. They just want to be left alone. That's understandable. And these guys can be really dangerous sometimes because they legitimately believe that they have the authority to kill a cop and and be fine. Um, uh, nonetheless, uh, some of their points they make are very valid. Uh, but what I think it is, is whenever you hear Donald Trump talk about the deep state, for example, and I think this is very, very, very important for people to hear, that they just don't quite they can't make that connection between the, the federal or the national level down to the local level. When Donald Trump's talking about the deep state, anyone who believes it, whether you see it, see it as a conspiracy or, or not. Um, the fact of the matter is, is there's our, our system from the top at the at the uh, federal level all the way down to the local level has been hijacked and it's been infiltrated by bad people, by individuals who. Want to enrich themselves and enrich their families? Not necessarily. Not everybody hates America, but they've been put in positions to where, you know, they're going to enrich their family, um, and and they no longer have the best interest of the people in mind. Um, and that's essentially what we're seeing at the local level. And that's what people don't people want to. They always want to go after that federal level. But everyone watching this right here needs to understand that you need to tackle your local level because the same people, the same money that is controlling people at the federal level is the same money that's controlling people at the local level and that's where our issue lies because you have these people that are embedding ourselves in their system and they're doing the exact same thing on the local level as they are at that federal level so if you want to assist in taking down the deep state if you if you believe that or even if you don't i I personally i do i think i think we do have a deep state in the world um and, and in the united states it's horrible That they do horrible things and if you want to tackle that you have to get involved at your local level and you have to start recognizing the fact that you have a lot of bad people in these positions that are taking advantage of their positions and uh if you want if you want accountability you have to get involved
0: so so you you say get involved i've been preaching this here at the brian Nichols show yes at a local level, how not only is that important for what we're talking about here today, looking at the corruption in the uh, the, the the legal system, but also when you're looking at the the manner in which your localities are governed. But Byron, you, you, you painted a picture, and I'm not trying to be Mr. Doom and Gloom over here, but it doesn't sound too rosy, right? You, you mentioned like the same folks from the federal level. I mean, they're the ones who are also funding these folks. In the local level, so how does an average person who yes does get involved? How do they stand up against these these nefarious actors, right? Who are in the the, the background funding these these different also nefarious actors in the political landscape? When it does start to drift more into now we're talking about the legal ram uh, uh, landscape, the the law enforcement landscape. What, what are we average, you know, John Doe, Jane Doe citizen? What are we supposed to do when we're facing the folks who are supposed to, at least that's what their titles are, enforce the very laws? Mm-hmm.
1: So uh, in, in regard to that, um, you know, whenever you hear somebody say, you know, we need to go out here and we need to take our country back, take your city back, take your county back. Um, you know, the, the best thing for this and and people don't realize how powerful they can be if they just utilize this this one tool that is afforded to them would be at the federal level. FOIA, go in and, and file these requests, get emails, get body cams, uh, get, get the emails of judges, get communications between county attorneys, judges, district attorneys, law enforcement officers, police chiefs, sheriffs, um, and, or, or legislators, you know, county commission meters uh, or county commissioners, um, uh, aldermen, board and aldermen mayors, whatever the case, go in here, file FOIAs, um, or at the state level for Tennessee to be Tennessee public records act, um, and start getting this documentation. It's expensive for one person to go out here. Like, I mean, uh, we've gotten some estimates up to 20 thousand dollars on, you know, just communications in court. Uh, and that's another, that's another battle we're fighting. We shouldn't have to pay that. Um, you know, these guys are already getting paid to do a job. We shouldn't have to pay their salary to go out here and get uh, public records requests. But uh, it is expensive for one person. It is uh, – it does – Kind of stink for one person to have to go out here and pay all this money. But if you get a group of people, 20, 30, 40 people, just you create just a group uh, and everybody files one FOIA request or, or one one request per week, you know, you, you, you allocate specific individuals to go and file, you know, per day or specific days and you get all this information, you would be surprised what you uncover on these people. I mean, they they'll do everything they can to hide it by uh, redacting and by saying, "Oh, that's attorney-client privilege," whatever the case. But you would be surprised. I mean, we have caught people in theft. Uh, we have we have uh, you know, some of the things we've done has led to resignations. There's a Tennessee Bureau of Investigation going on, uh, or a TBI investigation going on right now on uh, a current magistrate in the county that we're in. We uh, there's been another investigation that we sparked about four years ago and to another magistrate altering government documents. Um, and we've, what we've done has led to s- several resignations. I mean, if you just go out here and if you get uh, just, just follow these requests and review them, just sit down 30 minutes, an hour, you know, uh, per week and just go flip through these documents and read emails. Some of the stuff you will find is insane. And that's one of the, that's one of the best ways in my personal opinion to get involved. It is tedious, but if you get a group of people to do it, and then you come together on like a Friday, and you compile the information. What you'll what you'll find is insane.
0: Hmm. Brian Nichols here for Byron Davis. He's joining us on the Brian Nichols Show, powered by Amp America. Byron, I have a question for you. And and I don't know. I, again, I don't want to be the doom gloom guy today, uh, but I guess it just this sounds great. Like let's get these bad actors out of of positions of power where they can they can violate their oath of office. But then I'm like, well, well, then what? How do how do we keep bad actors from then filling the roles of the bad actors that mm-hmm. we just kicked out because at the end of the day and we know this because in the liberty world everything is economics right there are incentive structures that are in place mm-hmm. that will incentivize this nefarious actor role to constantly pop up is so long as the, the the what the power structure remains the same what what's what's an average person to do to correct? this to make sure we're not having this just everlasting evergreen cycle of nefarious actor after nefarious actor, all of our hard work be damned.
1: Yeah. And, and that's where the citizens have to, uh, people have to, people have to start. They have to be willing to run for office too. Um, I mean, there's, I live in a County of around 250,000 people. It's not uncommon for certain candidates to run on a post. it's because people just don't want to get involved. And um, if, if, if we expect to change anything, we have to get involved. Like you said, like you push consistently on this show is you have to get involved. You can't allow these people to just run unopposed. a post. Um, and in the event that they do continue to just place their cronies in these positions, uh, put the pressure on them. Stay on them. Uh, just uh, us alone, you know, and, and what we do, just me and, and a few other people. Uh, I mean, we've we've got the ears of a lot of people in this county and we've instilled fear in a lot of these government officials saying like, are they going to find out about me next? Um, you know, and, and with us being, you know, former law enforcement and former magistrates and individuals who can investigate and have the ability, uh, to, to dig into things and have the resources, um, you know, it, it, it does spark fear in some of these guys and that's what these individuals can do who want to get involved. You've got to run for office. Um, you've got to get involved in, and I know a lot of people, uh, they don't really like the political thing. They don't like going to political events, but um, I'm not a big fan of the GOP right now, <laughs> but I still go to their events. Um, you know, I still go in there. I still meet people. I People see me. They know who I am. Whenever they see me in there, they either come talk to me or they avoid me like the plague. And that's exactly the way it should be. I'm respectful. I'm not disrespectful of people. Um, I'm kind. I'm nice. I'll do anything for anybody if, if they need help, uh, you know, to the point in which I can, but, Um, be seen, get get involved at these events and, and start getting involved in these elections. It's the biggest thing that we have to do. And in the event that you don't get involved, keep putting pressure on them, you know, make their life miserable. If they're going to do, if they're, they're accountable to us. Whenever I was a law enforcement officer, I was a sheriff's deputy. I was accountable to you, you know, like, and and I understood that I took the constitution, the constitution. I took very, very seriously. Um, but I knew that I was accountable to, to the people. And when somebody says, I pay your salary, I didn't argue with them. Um, it's the truth and and that's what these people need to understand because they, they tend to forget that they get these positions they get comfortable they get confident and they tend to forget that they work for you and I
0: Byron what's your perspective on the back the blue movement
1: I do, so I, I am a I'm a avid supporter of law enforcement and always i always will be um, I do understand that you have individuals out there who uh, they make it hard <laughs> they make it hard on us because they do stupid stuff um quite often and that comes down to several different aspects one being training and two being uh, you know the subpar standards that that we have implemented throughout the united states to become a law enforcement officer um i on the other hand i, I understand also that uh, people want us less involved in their lives um, so there are certain aspects that I disagree with in being a law enforcement officer, and uh, asset forfeiture is one of them. I I think it should go away. Is it a, is it a good tool for law enforcement to use to kind what, of put a hurt? By the way, Byron, for risk-
0: for the folks who aren't familiar, could you just maybe a little a little bit more elaborate on asset forfeiture and why it's a it's sure. such an issue?
1: Yeah, sure. So uh, asset forfeiture is uh, the ability for me as a law enforcement officer, if I stop you um, and uh, and you have narcotics. In the vehicle, um, and then along with those narcotics, let's say you have a hundred thousand dollars cash. I have the ability to seize that money and the narcotics along with your vehicle um, uh, due, due to asset forfeiture laws. Uh, the problem with that is that you have uh, not. There's not a lot of law enforcement officers out there who abuse this, but it's. It doesn't take a whole lot to abuse it for it to hurt everybody. Because if you take uh, if you take ten thousand dollars off somebody on on the road, and that's not drug money, and you just took it because they have a lot of money on them, it's a lot of money to a law enforcement officer. That hurts people, and that happens quite often. To where uh, you have to make that nexus. Whenever I worked narcotics, I was a canine handler. Uh, we did not take your money unless we knew that it was drug money. We knew for a fact. Uh, meaning we had text messages. We had already been conducting an investigation. Uh, we we had you. Uh, we bought drugs off of you. Whatever the case, we we knew that the money that you had on you or the vehicle that you had was uh, proceeds from uh, drug sales or mm. human trafficking. Whatever the case.
0: Are you tired of just managing through each day, constantly battling pain, anxiety, and sleepless nights? Well, it's time for a change. Experience the transformative power of EBLES CBD. Say goodbye to survival mode and hello to thriving. Visit bryannicholshow.com forward slash EBLS, E-A-B-L-E-S, and use code TBNS for an exclusive 15% off your order. Your journey to wellness starts now. And now, back to the show.
1: But there's a lot of law enforcement officers out there. There's a lot of units out there that don't do that. You also have units out there, the you know, entire unit. There's a book I have to figure out. I'll have to. I can't remember what it's called, but it's a book that was written by a guy from Metro Nashville. He used to work on Metro Nashville's uh, narcotics unit. And uh, I can't remember exactly what happened with the narcotics unit up there. But essentially, uh, some of those guys were stealing money on search warrants, And there's been entire units disbanded throughout the United States because you've got cops going in on search warrants, stealing money, because, uh, I mean, one of the last one of the last people that's going to tail on a cop uh, out of fear of getting convicted or, or uh, you know, essentially putting themselves in a position to be convicted is criminals who are selling drugs. Right. Um, but uh, it's, it's the abuse of the it's the abuse of the laws of these individuals who take money um, illegally that make it hard on everyone else. And as a result, and I've told, I've told people this, uh, I I think they should go away. I think asset forfeiture laws, I think there should be laws passed that prevents law enforcement from taking anything. And, um, is it gonna, is it gonna help the cartels primarily your larger criminal organizations? Absolutely. I think that's going to help them, um, you know, fund their operations, but you have a lot of good Americans, a lot of law abiding Americans who are hurt as a result of idiot cops, and that's the reason why it has to
0: happen. Incentive structures are real; can't escape the economics no. of real life. Just one of those no. uh, dirty realities, and unfortunately, or I would say, maybe fortunately, we have just acknowledged it is the elephant in the room. Because, in to my final thoughts here, Byron, you know this this is at the end of the day a conversation we need to have, and it does come back to well, I- incentive structures matter. Power power vacuums matter, and if we don't pay attention, and, and, and this goes back to the average citizen, right? We, you were talking about this earlier. If, if you're not going to get involved locally, right? You, you can't. You can't act surprised because we see mm-hmm. that the the structure, as it is built now, it's built to incentivize the, these negative behaviors. And until we start to take some, some accountability and, and actually do our job, right? We, we are to what you outlined earlier, Byron. We're the ones that you're accountable to. And if we're not going to hold ourselves to the role we're supposed to play, which is holding the law enforcement accountable, then we're not doing our job. And when you see those bad actors who they're incentivized to, to be bad actors, but also they're emboldened because they're not being held accountable. So yep. that that just it's a perfect storm for more of this to, 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 to brew, more of this to fester, yep. and more of this unfortunately, to impact your average everyday uh, citizen. And and going back to what you said earlier, Byron, this isn't just impacting the cartels. This isn't just impacting you know the the bad guys. This is impacting your average person who just gets pulled over, and they happen to have a lot of cash on hand. And that just, you know, that maybe raises a a little bit of a a red flag, very loosely Mm -hmm. using the word red flag there, enough that a police officer could say, you know what, I have enough reasonable suspicion here to uh, to, to maybe go ahead and, and, yes, enact asset forfeiture. So this is a conversation we need to keep having, both us uh, in the political world, but challenging you right now audience listener please if you are listening to this and you're you're like this isn't right well get involved in your community start trying to make a difference today mm-hmm. where it actually matters most and that is in your neighborhoods right so that's my final thought for us uh, today byron what do you have for us on your end and of course where can folks go ahead and support all the great work you're doing
1: so we have a uh, we have a TikTok. it's called shadow oath that's the organization that we started um whenever we both retired uh, me and my partner we, we both retired from uh, the criminal justice system uh, we're on uh, and you can it's uh, shadows like you know shadow oath uh, like you swear an oath to the constitution um, and final thoughts in terms of of what kind of i just what i spoke about um, in terms of the cartels i want people to understand that uh, i once again i lived just south of nashville nashville is one of the hubs of the United States for cartel activity. And I mean, you've got I-65, I-40, I-24, U.S. 31, all of your major highways and interstates cross Nashville. And it connects Florida all the way up to Chicago and it connects North Carolina all the way out to California. Um, So it's a hub for it. And this is what I want people to understand. And I'm not trying to scare anyone whenever I say this, but People just need to understand the significance of this problem and not getting involved at the local level and, and what that causes. Um, make no mistake, if you, have, if you live in a larger city or county uh, jurisdiction and you have interstates and highways close to you, more than likely, more than likely, you have law enforcement officers or politicians, mayors, commissioners, aldermen, uh, whatever it may be. You have people on the payroll of cartel organizations. Make no mistake. uh, Just right here in Tennessee, we've uncovered, we've uncovered dozens, uh, dozens of people in just middle Tennessee alone. Uh, And then we've got some out in West Tennessee that, that we suspect are on cartel payrolls. So if you're in these, in these jurisdictions that have an interstate or a highway, large interstate or highway that runs through your, your uh, jurisdiction, you've probably got people, you've probably got a cartel stronghold there. You've got people on the payroll. And for some for some areas, especially whenever you get out west, um, I mean, that stronghold gets bigger. Uh, these guys don't operate freely uh, without having people on the payroll. So uh, if you want to tackle this stuff, you have to get involved. You have to start conducting your own investigations, digging into these things, looking into people's financials, um, and and start holding these people accountable.
0: Byron Davis, it's been an absolute pleasure, and I think uh, there's a lot that we've unpacked here today that, frankly, for a lot of folks out there, this is probably some of the first time they're really considering it seriously for, for the first time really in their lives, right? Because we've been taught, and and this is by and large, that when you just look at the, the law enforcement, that they're the good guys, right? And yeah. and oh, man, I, I don't want to say that that's not true. But there are definitely folks out there who they take advantage of the fact that they, they have that badge, right? And and we need to pay attention to that. And we have to do our jobs here as citizens to hold those folks who are supposed to maintain our laws and hold people to account, hold them to account. So uh, that's, a. Uh, uh, I think we're going to have to leave today's episode. Byron, this has been an absolutely fantastic conversation. With that being said, where can folks go ahead, support you if they want to continue the conversation, support your work, uh, social media links, anything like that? Did I miss that earlier?
1: Uh, no, it's just uh, we, we do have a uh, uh, primarily, we operate on TikTok. Um, is where I, I do have a TikTok at Dr. Byron Davis and then um, at Shadow Oath. Um, our Shadow Oath is primarily where most of our investigative stuff Perfect. is put out there. And we get involved in both national politics, state politics, local politics. But we put a lot of our what we, figured, what we have found at the local level in our investigations on our Shadow Oath as well. We're conducting a really big investigation right now, so we hadn't put anything out there in terms of the local investigations here recently. But we did just have a video. I think it just busted 500,000 views on Tucker Carlson being in Russia. So people like that, I guess. But it's Shadow Wolf on TikTok.
0: <laughs> all right, Byron, thanks for uh, for that. And, uh, folks, if you want to go ahead and support The Brian Nichols Show, first of all, find me over on your favorite social media apps. Uh, I'm really active on Facebook as well as over on uh, X.com, formerly Twitter. You can find me at Liberty. As for the video version of the show, wherever you consume your favorite video content, YouTube, Rumble, Ben Swan, Sovereign, spelled S-O-V-R- R E N as well as our entire episodes uploaded in their entirety to X.com. So go ahead, check us out over there. Um, Just do me a favor. Make sure you hit that subscribe button. Hit that little notification bell. Hit that uh, thumbs up button. That actually helps signal to the algorithms that people like the content. So they put uh, our show in the feeds of more folks out there. So please help us there from the podcasting uh, world. If you'd like your audio uh, platforms, YouTube music, Spotify, Apple Podcasts, I Like Podcasts, Podcast Addict, wherever it is you consume your podcast, please go subscribe to The Brian Nichols Show, hit download all Unplayed episodes, reason being we have over 800 episodes here of The Brian Nichols Show going all the way back to 2018, and I guarantee with uh, the 800 plus guests we've had here on the show, at least a handful of them are going to leave you educated, enlightened, and informed, I guarantee maybe more than a handful, Uh, we have quite literally hundreds of other, other guests, so please go through the archives, lots of goodies there. There. Uh, and then uh, one final thing and that is to please folks support the folks who support us here at the Brian Nichols show and that is our sponsors so whether it is Ebles CBD Blood of Tyrants and Liquid Freedom BNC Technology Advisors Proud Libertarian and more please go to our sponsors page or check right here in the show notes you'll see our uh, awesome uh, sponsors please go support them use code TBNS that shows them that we appreciate their supporting the show and yes independent media folks like we we have bills to pay so when you support the advertisers it signals to them that yes this is a good investment supporting the brian nichols show so one more time please support our sponsors they are the folks who support us so with that being said thank you for joining us on today's episode of the brian nichols show give it a share when you do tag yours truly again at b nichols liberty with that being said brian nichols signing off here in the brian nichols show for byron davis we'll see you next time thanks for listening to the brian nichols show